1: You're listening to a Chicago Sports Nation production. Enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience.
2: Well, come on, baby, don't you want to go? Well, come on, baby, don't you want to go? Back to the same old place, sweet home, Chicago. Chicago.
1: Alright, you're listening to Bears Nation Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Lyles, and we've got Jake Hassan here. Hello. <laughs> we've got Chris Nano. What's up, guys? And we have a packed a packed episode. Just kidding. It's just a game preview we're talking about next week. And uh, some little things that have been rumoring across the Bears Twitter Twitter world and social Bi-week media in suck. general. Yeah, bye weeks are awful. There's not much to talk about. Um, I guess we could top, mention some top news, like Drew Brees being awesome and stuff like that. But yeah, bye weeks suck. But let's let's just get the the Jordan Howard rumors out of the way. Um, we talked about it last week. We talked about last week about Jordan Howard potentially being traded. And I think by the end of the conversation, we realized, okay, Jordan Howard is not going anywhere. First of all, we can't get enough out of him and um second of all he's valuable and so to us he's valuable to us um Chris and Jake whoever wants to go first why why do you guys think he's not going anywhere
2: um for me it's just because if you take away Jordan Howard from this offense you lose that kind of thunder and lightning feel that you've developed for this running attack over the last year plus um Tariq Cohen's awesome and he brings electricity to every time he touches the ball. But Jordan Howard is that steady guy that you know, you can count on to get you three, four, even more than that yards. Um, And you know what he gives you on each and every play, you know, he's reliable. He's two years in, he's had two 1000 yard seasons. So for me, when you take that away, it takes away something that teams need to game plan for. I think it's easy. It's much easier to game plan for just Tariq Cohen than just then rather than Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen. Cause I feel like that creates more problems, especially the way that Jordan Howard's been catching the ball this year. So I, I think you lose that competitive edge by dealing him during the season.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm with that hundred percent. What, what exactly do we get out of trading Jordan Howard mid season? Um, you know, we get, we can get a draft pick, whatever, but, um, you know, we like like we were talking about earlier. I mean, we're not sure what teams value Jordan Howard or if they even value him. Um, so, you know, if they're trading for him, it's, it's hard to predict what we could get out of him. Like you were talking about, Josh. Um, but, you know, he, he like Jake was saying, he's such a vital part of this offense. Um, you know, he brings that that thunder. And and I saw someone tweet this. I can't remember who it was, but they were like. Um, when, you know, when it gets cold and we're playing in, in Chicago, like in December or in November or December, um, you know, that, that one guy who could just, you know, plow through and get, get a yard or two. Um, so yeah, he's, he's such a key part of this offense and I just don't see any reason, um, you know, to deal him. And I, I highly doubt we deal him right now, at least. Yeah. And, uh, Jake said it
1: teams have to scheme for him, whether, whether he gets carries or not They're they're adding an entire day of just looking at tape of Jordan Howard to make sure that they're prepared for for him. So if we take that out, if we if he's completely gone, I mean, that's just more time that they can spend focusing on Trubisky, focusing on how to stop Khalil Mack, which we all know is impossible. Um, so go ahead, try to do that. But anyways, uh, we had a comment, uh, actually, our first negative comment on um, iTunes. um and it, it it mentioned us
2: keep it. To, I don't want it.
1: Yeah, it mentioned us even talking about Jordan Howard trade, and these are all topics that need to be talked about, just thought through at least, because um, it bears it pertains to bears. So I, I think, um, and but his point his point was great. I really liked his point, and it's a really value valuable point is um, valid. I mean, that was, is a very valid point. If we trade Jordan Howard, we're we're even for any pick, it was the it was the Cleo Mack argument. If we trade Jordan Howard for, let's just say we do get a second round or a third round out of Jordan Howard, we don't know what that pick is going to be. We know exactly right. what Jordan Howard is and what he gives to a team. Um, but then there's the opposite uh, argument. Jordan Howard is a fifth-round pick, so if we can get a third round out of Jordan Howard, we we win either way, I feel like. Uh, but I definitely feel like we win more by keeping him on the team. Um, we talked about last week that we, I don't know if we ha- we're gonna be able to afford him next season or two seasons from now when it's time to pay him. It's interesting that ChicagoBears.com put out an article about Ho- Howard still being an integral part of the Bears offense after all these rumors about Jordan Howard, just to kind of reassure, like, hey, we're we're not getting rid of him. He's still he's, he's part of the team. Like. It, <laughs> I don't know if – obviously, the website and social media, they have no clue what's going on in Pace's mind. But whoever – who wrote this article? Uh, Larry Mayer. Larry, whether he has inside information or not, definitely wanted the fans to know, like, hey, Jordan Howard is still part of the team.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's something that they have to do. Like, there's no reason – The team's playing well. Everything's really clicking right now. There's no reason to say, oh, yeah, we're shopping Jordan Howard because, A, he is such a big part of the team. And then, I mean, he's a good clubhouse guy, too. Like There's no reason to upset other players, much less Jordan Howard himself, by saying, yeah, we're looking into trading him or we're accepting calls.
0: You know, I I just I was just thinking about it like how how do you think Jordan Howard feels right now? Like he he's been fantastic and then he just hears his name in trade rumors for no reason and it's like again the part that the part that pisses me off is like you know, some of these guys are just just throwing it out there, you know, without any right. info and it's just floating around and I don't know, it just it's just annoying because it's almost like they're trying to mess with our team chemistry a little bit or just kind of throw us off that's just always like at the back of my head um that i always think about so you know it's just it's frustrating and annoying that's why i, I tweeted out my last tweet was i was like our analysts just gonna tweet this like out every month or you know it was it was frustrating it was just hard <laughs> if you if you've listened to any of these episodes you know that this this podcast
1: wants him on the team like we we love jordan howard um and what big difference.
2: jordan howard guys
1: yeah. Um, so uh whoever that was that left a comment, that's okay. You can have your opinion. But we we're, we're not Jordan Howard haters. We love Jordan yeah, Howard. To
2: to be clear, we've never advocated for Jordan Howard to be traded. Yeah, I, cool. I I think we I think we're all on the camp that Jordan Howard should absolutely still be on this team. Uh, yeah. no I mean, you should not be trading him for anything other than actual real assets that, you know, can help the team right now.
1: Yeah. Like there better be gold on the end, uh, other end of that trade. Um, right. Anyways, it's moving on because I think that's a silly topic that, um, I don't even think the Eagles would trade for Jordan Howard because of what we would ask for it. Um, ask for him. Right. I, the, the I think, value. I think
2: they would inquire. I think they would inquire, but I don't think pace would entertain it
1: uh, for all the reasons we just gave. Um, also, let's talk a little bit about James Daniel and Cush. What's the rumors going around there, and um, do you guys have any opinions on it? Do you guys know
0: enough to share anything? Um, You know, there was a report that they're going to be battling um, to see who's going to be the starter uh, between Cush and Daniels. Um, you know we, know, we know what the future holds. Daniels is going to be our guard um, or maybe center. We'll see, but um, he's going to be – a key part of this offensive line. So he's ultimately going to take the job in the end. But, um, you know, right now it's it's tough to tell because uh, Kush, Kush hasn't been bad, you know, and it um, look, really looks like they're trying to just ease Daniels in. Um, so we could see Kush for another week or two. Um, and then Daniels takes over, um, which is kind of mm-hmm. what I'm thinking. Um, but, yeah, I, I still think Kush is the way to go right now. Um, and then we can assess it, you know, in a couple of weeks and see if, if it still needs to be brought up again.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, the, I just saw on Pro Football Focus, I saw a stat that said Mitchell Trubisky had the lowest percent of plays under pressure this season. Um, so whoever's in that spot, whether it's Daniels or Kush, they're doing a great job. The whole line is doing awesome. Um, but whoever gets that starting spot, like you said, Chris, Dana's is the future. Kush is just a filler, so whenever Daniels gets in there, they're not going to put him in there until he's ready, um, and that's the, that's the the truth of the matter. Uh, Jake, do you have any input on that? No,
2: I mean, Chris is right. I mean, we, we knew coming in that they were going to battle for the spot, that Kush was the established veteran. Daniels, he was good enough for that second-round grade, obviously, in which the Bears drafted him, but... He was going to take a little bit of time to develop because they wanted to move him to guard and Cush had filled in nicely. And he's shown that so far. I I feel that Eric Cush has done a very good job. He's always been known through his career as that kind of reliable veteran. And I mean, like Chris said, he's played well. There's no reason to get him out of that spot. Daniels is the guard of the future. Why not just let him continue to develop and learn behind these guys while Cush is still playing well. There's no reason to rush it.
1: And to be clear on that pro football football focus stat, it was 23.3% of the time. I don't know if I gave you that. um, And and the list that they have, it's Mitchell Trubisky, Ben Roethlisberger, Joe Flacco, Jared Goff, and Drew Brees. It doesn't say that he is the least pressured, but it's out of that group. Out of that group, he is the least pressured.
2: Pretty good quarterbacks. Ever heard of him?
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, Drew
2: Brees just broke a passing record. Ever heard of him?
1: Uh, who's that guy? No. Yeah, yeah. That's something we could just mention really mm-hmm. quick. Uh, Drew Brees breaking that that uh, record was pretty amazing to watch. Um, just to see his values, uh, and yeah, as as since Pace came out of that um, organization, I know he looks at guys like Drew Brees as right. as character guys that he wants to mimic over here with Chicago. So it's just cool to see see it play out, and and, and I'm sure Pace is just ecstatic for the guy, Um, but class act. Uh, I feel like,
2: I feel like Drew Brees has never really gotten like as much recognition as he deserves. Like, yeah, everybody knows he's a great quarterback and he's very good, but I mean, this is guy has been an MVP level player for the last 10 (laughs) years or so. And he just, he's never really discussed as one of, like, I think he deserves argument among some of the best quarterbacks of all time. Probably not the greatest, but I think he's up there.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. agree with that, man.
1: Well, what's sad is like it's 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 a it's all based off Super Bowls. It's all based off wins. Yeah. And um, they've the Saints have definitely had poor seasons where you're just like, what the heck? I don't understand. Like Drew Brees always plays well. Always you can always count on Drew Brees. Um, his percentage is he has the the best percentage I think uh, in history of the NFL. I I don't quote don't quote me on that. I thought I heard that best completion percentage so i don't know i know it's really really good I, I don't know if the best is the right stat but he is he is an excellent quarterback um but unfortunately the league is based off wins and it's based off super bowls and he only has one and i don't think he's ever been back actually yeah so that's why tom brady always mentioned and tom brady's no so joke either not saying He's not good. For the longest time, I was always like, oh, he's a system quarterback. And I tried disproving his his worth. But each every year, no matter who's in there, no matter whoever's on his team, he's always flipping really good for whatever reason. Maybe because he's actually good. I don't know.
0: <laughs>
1: but uh, anyways, let's go back to Bears Bears talk. Um, let's talk about next week's game a little bit. Jake, you said you had some expectations. for for that game. Let's let's hear some of your expectations.
2: Yeah. I mean, I never thought I'd be saying this, uh, this season, but I mean, I fully expect the bears to win. Um, you know, the first four weeks we've been pleasantly surprised by this team as evidenced by our three and one record, our place at the top of the NFC North. Um, but I, this is a week that I fully expect unequivocally, for the Bears to win. I expect them to win convincingly. The Dolphins are not that good, in my opinion. I think that the start of their season was fluky. I think the Bears' defense can manhandle Ryan Tannehill and the Miami offense. I think the Miami defense is kind of like Tampa Bay. I think it's a good practice game for Mitchell Trubisky. I think it's a good game for him to build upon the foundation that was set against Tampa. So I fully expect a convincing win. And I expect the Bears to be 4-1 and at the end of this.
0: The Bears should definitely win this game. Um, you know, Miami, in my opinion, they're, they're a middle-of-the-pack team. Um, but, you know, with the way we've been playing and what we've shown already, this team is fully capable of winning this game. Um, you know, like Jake said, we're at the top of the NFC North now. So, I mean, it is early, but, you know, the Bears, Bears fans have high expectations now with this team. Um, with the way the players seems like the players are really believing in, the, in each other. And um, it's really great to see. So um, I think we should definitely win this game. The the Dolphins have huge offensive line issues and the Bears just feast on quarterbacks. So um, it's a recipe for disaster for Miami. But um, they do have a couple of good defensive players. So, you know, always got to be wary of that. But uh, yeah, 100 percent agree with uh, with Jake. The Bears should win this convincingly. Yeah, I think this is
1: another game that Trubisky is obviously want to see him succeed. But this is another, like you said, Jake, another practice week. And I think the, the Bears defense can carry, easily carry this game. Um, the Like you said, Chris, the, their offensive line is really uh, their weak point right now. Um, well, plus their wide receivers aren't that great either. Actually, I don't know. That I, I expect another
2: couple interceptions from the secondary. I, I, I expect another interception or two from Eddie Jackson or Kyle Fuller, or whoever you want to pick. But this secondary should be able to make some plays on Ryan Tannehill.
1: I'm not. I'm not like you. Like you guys said, I'm not too worried. Tannehill's going to be under pressure the entire game, and that I'm okay with Trubisky making a few mistakes. Uh, no, I'm not. I just think he's allowed to make a few mistakes in this game because I think our defense is going to carry us. But the, he needs to have it fig- like We need to see some progression from weeks one to three and some of what we saw in week four to make me feel comfortable about the, the Patriots game the next week. Um, but, yeah, that's where I stand is just to see progression from weeks one to three, and I don't mind if I see digression from week four, obviously, because a six-touchdown game isn't realistic back-to-back. But, I mean, if it happens, it happens. I'm okay with that, too. Um, let's see what what else can we talk about next week what do you what do you guys think um, we should focus on so last week they focused on Taylor Gabriel and Tariq Cohen Um, one of the games they focused solely on it seemed like Allen Robinson was the huge target do you think based off Miami's defense what do you think uh, offense should focus on in this game
2: I think it should be everyone Like you said, Josh, we've seen these games where it's been, all right, feature Taylor Gabriel. Okay, now this game feature Allen Robinson. Now, okay, this game get Trey Burton a little more work. I think this game is a game where you can be like, all right, let's put all these pieces together now and really see what we can do.
0: Jake took the words right out of my mouth. Um, You know... Exactly what he said. You know, uh, it's always been one guy, one game. And, um, you know, now's the time to just, you know, sprinkle a little bit of everything and, and just try to catch teams off guard. And, you know, that that was Nagy's um, ultimate goal coming in. We knew that uh, we, we knew what type of offense he, he likes to run. Um, and we know what's successful in his offense. And, you know, we have all the pieces to make it successful. So um, this is the week where, you know, like J- like you said, Josh, um, you know, we have to, we have to see progression from Trubisky. They just came off the bye. Uh, They're uh, well-rested, coming off um, a great game. So, um, you know, last week I said uh, it was a bad time to have the bye, but now looking back at it, you know, it's kind of not a bad thing. I mean, we played well. Um, All of our guys are, are, you know, back to full strength, and I'm pretty sure Prince – I don't know about Anthony Miller, but I'm pretty sure Prince is going to be good to go. Um, So, yeah, you know, uh, I just got to see progression out of Mitch Trubisky and hope to see this offense thrive once again. Hey, maybe we'll get Marcus Cooper back, too. (laughs)
1: What? I don't know about that. Keep him. Keep him. Keep him. He could could keep nursing the hamstring. Take as long as
2: you need, big guy.
1: I don't know if he would – after what we saw out of Tolliver, I don't know if he would start over Tolliver. Tolliver did really well last game. I've been seeing some stats coming out of Pro Football Focus and some um, other stuff on Twitter, and he did really well last game.
0: Yeah, no, there, there's no way Cooper should be getting snapped over <laughs> Tolliver. There's no chance. Actually, that's an interesting topic. Where
1: where do our cornerbacks uh, line up? So go ahead and give me your depth chart. I, I I know what it probably says on Chicago Bears, but your depth chart, Chris. Where do you think these cornerbacks
0: should line up? Um, do you want me to include Bryce Callahan? Yeah, everybody. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, Bryce Callahan, number one. Wait. Um, above uh, Fuller and Amukamara. In my opinion, yes. Whoa.
2: Wow. I, okay. I that's...
0: Take. Okay. Nope. Okay. Keep going. No, this is interesting. I, th- I think he's been our most consistent corner for, what is it been? Three, four years.
2: Chris, um, you're off the podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um. You know, I love Kyle Fuller. Um, I just don't believe he's a number one corner. I, I just, even after last season, there's just, when I watch him, it's, I just get nervous. I don't know why. I don't know if yeah. it's just the past and he kind of just scarred me or something. But um, you've you know, been hurt before. Yeah, <laughs> We've been exactly. Hurt. It's it's still um, pretty recent. The the wound is pretty open still. Ex- exactly. No, but I I just love Calhan's game. Um, you know, he I think he's the best at what he does. That's that's kind of what I was getting at. Um, like obviously, if you put him on the outside, I don't think he'd be as good as Fuller. But just in terms of like a lockdown corner. I would have him at number one, um, and then Fuller at two, Prince, Tolliver, and then um, Cooper, obviously. Okay. Hey, uh, well, since since it wasn't
1: the list I thought it was going to be, Jake, go ahead and give your get your list and. Uh, uh, yeah,
2: there. I mean, I I have Fuller at number one just because I I do. Some of the qual I mean, Chris brought up a lot of good points. I, I, and like I said, there's kind of a half joke. We've been hurt before with Kyle Fuller. We, we've we seen these flashes before. And then last year, it seemed like he put it together. Um, <clears throat> I think Fuller's been really solid game to game. Um, I think, I, I don't think he's like a true number one lockdown guy. I don't think he's a Jalen Ramsey or a Marcus Peters. But I think he's still very good. I, th- I still think he's in that upper tier of corners where he's still very good. He's not just kind of an average guy. Um, I, I do believe in Kyle Fuller from what I've seen from the past year. I was a little worried this year that it wouldn't carry over, that maybe it was just a contract year thing. But from what I've seen this year, he's still playing at a high level, and I'm comfortable with that. Uh, I will put Callahan, too, um, for his role. I, I think, like Chris said, if you put him on the outside, his uh, he'd get exposed a little bit more. But Calhan, for his role and for how he plays his role, I think he's number two for me because he does play that slot corner role so well, and he can shift to the outside if he has to. Prince is three. I mean, but that's kind of doing him a disservice because Prince has been really good. <clears throat> Had that huge takeaway, obviously against Seattle. Has been very solid. Uh, that's why the Bears rewarded him with that three-year contract, and then yeah, Tolliver's four and Peters are. I'm sorry, not Peters. Cooper is five, and that's for obvious reasons.
1: Amukamara um, is an interesting specimen because he was that first-round draft pick coming out, and he just kind of he's existed in the NFL and he's always been almost so good. Um, yeah. And like he's, I wouldn't say he's a shutdown down corner. But people don't. There's not very many big plays on him very often. Um, I think he gets the job done. Even some of the Eddie Jackson's interceptions last year were because of uh, at least one of them I remember is because I, um, Amukamara hit it up and then Eddie Jackson ran it back for a touchdown. I'm pretty sure that was the play. But uh, I think Amukamara is definitely underrated, um, and he has been his, his entire career. And it's because solely he can't catch an interception. And so he has one this year, but uh...
0: yeah, I honestly, when we were, when Jake was talking, I was, I was literally thinking about the same exact thing. Like we, we talk about Fuller and Callahan a lot, but you know, Prince has been really damn good since he's come to Chicago. Um, you know, no one talks about it enough. Uh, um, so, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where he's going to go under the radar because of how many great players we have, but you know, he's always getting the job done. Um, we, we know, we know what we're going to get out of Prince, you know, he's never going to get beat. Um, he's going to give you the underneath, let let you get five, six yards. But, yeah, he's never going to get beat for a big play, um, you know, and that's good and bad sometimes. But, you know, it hasn't been a problem in Chicago so far with with our safeties. And, you know, our our uh, secondary has really been holding it down. And, you know, our front sevens, our front seven. So, um, yeah, I just I just hope Prince hopefully can get recognized a little bit more um, because he really does deserve it.
2: I think he's just one of those guys that like just gets the job done. He doesn't really make those flashy plays like you said, the interceptions or the takeaways. So he just kinda of flies under there and he's like you said, he's underrated just because he quietly does his job.
1: You know what I what else I like about Prince is he is he's accepted Chicago. Like he he, he wants to be here, he wants to retire here. Uh, I remember when he got signed. That was like, that's what he said. He was like, man, I, I just wanted to stay here. I told, I told my agent just get the deal done because I want to be here in Chicago. Um, and that was, that was cool to hear too. Like, ah, that, that's just something you, you, you really appreciate about Chicago is everybody who's here is loving it, whether it be Khalil Mack, like uh, um, Prince of Mukamara or um, Akeem Hicks. Like everybody loves this team who's on it, and so that's really cool. It's really
2: cool too, especially I feel like because especially it's it's such a uh, contrast from when Antrell Roll was here and he was saying oh it sucked there and I yeah. it, it's not good so it's just such a stark contrast I think it's refreshing to see guys especially talented guys like like you said uh, Amukamara like Akeem Hicks like Khalil Mack want to be here and really seem like they enjoy it.
1: What what else is huge about that is next off season. Um, when we go to sign people, people, I think people will take a little bit of a pay cut instead of going to <clears> a different <throat> team, going to a team like Chicago, where guys are just like, this is one of the best places I've ever played in my life. Like, this is awesome. I like it here. Um,
2: yeah, I think Chicago's quickly becoming a premier destination, especially for defensive players.
1: Yeah. Chris, did you hear anything about, so I know Sam Acho, IR,
0: who did they replace him with? Do you remember? Or do you know? Uh, it was, I'm almost positive it was an offensive lineman. I can't remember the name, um, and I, but I believe I saw it yesterday. Yeah, it, it was an offensive lineman. I'm almost 100% sure.
1: Okay, it was Brian. Brian Wittman was the new guy. It's the new guy. And, yes, he is offensive line. And, yes, there's history because Matt Nagy coached him through 2016-2017. Um, Makes so sense, his, yeah, yeah, there's history there. And I, I love adding to the the line. So I'm totally for it. All right. I think think we're good here. I think we've covered almost everything we could about the Bears and everything. We sucked all the information out of the bye week. Um, Congratulations, Drew Brees, one last time. You are an incredible quarterback. Uh, Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. It's not like you're listening to anybody anyways because you're breaking records and taking names. So if you can beat a guy like Peyton Manning in the in the all time records, you're worth talking about. So, you've made it on our podcast. Congratulations, Drew Brees, for that as well.
2: The highest <laughs> honor there is.
1: <laughs> um, you've you've been listening to Bears Nation podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Whatever, whether it's negative comments, whether it's positive comments, go ahead and just leave a comment so we can talk about it and. Uh, either make fixes or whatever. I don't, I don't even care. Let's, let's make this show the best it could possibly be. Thank you for listening. I'm Josh.
0: Jake. And I'm Chris.
1: And Bear Down.